You're listening to a Between the Lines Studios podcast. You can learn more about this show and other Between the Lines shows at BetweenTheLineStudios.com. Welcome to DracCast, the podcast where we go episode by episode through NBC's Dracula. I'm Tabs. And I'm Dan. And Dan and I decided to do a podcast, and I asked Dan to come on the podcast with me because we both love vampires. Yes, very much. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dan is, is my resident expert on vampires. I'm, I'm less so of an expert, but oh, I didn't. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I did my master's. Yeah, you did, I did master's. my master's. Yeah, well, you've loved them longer, so you have more experience. I've than been I around a little longer than you. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, we watched Dracula episode one and wanted to talk about it and talk about. Uh, I especially want to talk about the original story versus this story. Okay. And uh, Dan made some really good comments on Facebook about it, so I wanted to talk about that. And so that was the whole impetus of this podcast. Is yeah. I made a comment. So all of a sudden, everybody starts making comments on Right, this. right. You're going to be busy. <laughs> I'm podcasting about all the things. Yes, no. that's, that's your next podcast. All the things. All the things. Uh, but yes, the Dracula, the original story, if you don't know, uh, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I actually find it interesting how few people have ever read Bram Stoker's Dracula. They've seen movies. Who mm-hmm. hasn't seen a Dracula movie or watch Sesame Street or eaten cereal or something with a Dracula-like vampire on it, right? Right, yeah. But uh, it, he's, he's very much the, the prototype of, of vampires. And a lot of people think that they have read Dracula. And then when you talk to them, they're like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I never read Dracula. Right, right. Um, See, so, though, know, I read Dracula in high school um, for fun because that's the mm-hmm. kind of sick freak I am. <laughs> um, it, well, actually, what had happened was I actually read another book called Blood of the Impaler. And I forget the name of the author, but it's basically a sequel to Dracula. It's about um, um, young Harker, a few generations down the line, finding out that Dracula wasn't a novel. It was actually diaries of his great-grandfather and all these events really took place. And he hmm. ends up accidentally resurrecting Lucy. Oops. Oh. Oops. And hilarity ensues. As you like you imagine. do. Yeah. Accidentally uh, right. resurrect vampires. And it was... That book was so good, I had to go and read Dracula and found it fascinating from that aspect um, because a lot of people who have not read it don't know that it's in epistolary format in letters mm-hmm. and diary entries and things like this, um, which is fairly common back then. You don't see it very often anymore. Yeah, you see it more in middle grade novels. I've been noticing they've been doing a lot of that, but not in like adult novels. Right. Um, but it's cool because in middle grade they can do like the, you know, pictures that look like notebook paper and then a, you know, a card or whatever. Right. Because kids get more exciting books than we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the, the epistolary nature of the book makes it kind of hard for some people to follow. Uh, it is 1800s folks. I well, mean, it's not Shakespeare though. Come on. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah, there's no the, these and thousand making up your own words, you know? <laughs> yes. But you know, 
even if you haven't read the book, you probably know some form, like you said, some form of Dracula, even if it's just Count Chocula, you know. Right, right. So I, I think most people are familiar with the story. But the cool thing about this series, if you've watched it, is the characters are different. So yeah. as long as you aren't a purist, I think you'll enjoy the series. And it's okay if you only have a passing reference to the original material because you find something in it that will interest you and it's okay if mina happens to be a medical student now and jonathan's a journalist and things like that right okay i think it i think it's interesting the flip of how the story is told so in the original story it's very much a christian good versus evil kind of tale very much Uh, and you know that's where we get the idea that crucifixes can burn uh or that vampires are scared of crucifixes and holy items and things like that. Right. Uh, and this is like the opposite. It's like the Christians are the bad people, this cult, whatever these guys are. The Order uh, of the Dragon, right? Right, yeah. And, you know, Dracula is kind of a good guy in a sense. <laughs> I think we'll find ulterior motives uh, make him – maybe what he is is more of an antihero, that mm. uh, he might be doing things for the right reasons, but his ends aren't exactly – moral right yeah so yeah he's trying to do the right thing but uh, he's also killing people yeah, yeah well you know he's got to eat you know <laughs> i don't know he killed a lot of people without eating them in this episode that's true well he, i would assume he had a little bit of a snack you know sip 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 and then like ripped his head <laughs> off and there right you go. Yes. but i did i did enjoy um your comment on facebook that that basically this doesn't need to be dracula well, at all it i think me personally, I'm a huge fan of Victorian era stories. I mean, I know you're a huge fan of Sherlock. Mm-hmm. I am too. So that era and Dracula is from that era. Um, turn of the century steampunk, good fiction like that with a nice mysterious setting. You can have Victorian vampire stories without the name of the vampire being Dracula and without characters being from that story. Um, but I've also seen a million movies with Dracula where the only person named from the book is Dracula and then mm-hmm. he meets these other characters that have no names related to any of the fiction um, maybe for, for the same reason that Nosferatu couldn't get away with it back in the day uh, right. he couldn't that. and the same thing with Sherlock too a lot of Sherlock stuff can't get away with doing what they're doing because they have, of the uh, Conan Doyle uh, estate yeah so mm-hmm. same thing with, with Dracula maybe but it is, I did want to make that point that I think if the vampire had been named anything else and the characters had been anybody else and it was just a steampunky-like Victorian setting, Jack the Ripper references and, and all that kind of London setting would have been fascinating. In fact, they had that sort of throwaway moment there um, when Lady Jane was speaking to whatever his name is. Uh, and they talk about, oh, remember when Jack the Ripper came through and we had to go right. – we had to go butcher everybody to hide the fact that those were actually vampire attacks. That would have been an interesting story. I would watch mm-hmm. that. Oh, totally. So, I, yeah, and, but it's 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 really interesting to think that we have to bring in all of the characters from the original novel, especially like you said, though not a lot of people know the the full story of Dracula. They're very familiar with Dracula himself. I mean, Dracula has been in comics and books and movies and everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, Mina and Lucy and all of these other characters, not so much. Right. Well, and I'm glad, though, that they didn't do a lot of the usual tweaks to Dracula. Like a lot of times you see Lisa and uh, Lucy and Mina are both sisters. 
or mm. they're Dr. Seward's daughters or, you know, everyone's related to somebody somehow. Didn't have to be that way. And they weren't that way uh, in the original stories. It all had a purpose and a flow and a plot that was unique. Uh, and every every adaptation, no matter who's done it, has put their own spin on it. And that's fine. And in fact, I've said this before. I think if anyone actually did a straight word-for-word type of adaptation of Dracula, it would be boring to most of today's audiences. But anyone who's read Dracula and knows that it is suspenseful, even in that form, I think would be clamoring for that. And I know people still do, but people want to put their own spin on things or come up with the real story behind Dracula or whatever. Right. Well, and I, I'm I'm not sure how the themes, like I said, it's it's a very, very different theme. It's almost on its head on, in this show. I don't know how the themes of the original story would go well with today's audience. Well, yeah, because the uh, the things that were horrifying 100 years ago are not necessarily so. Right. Like, like gasp sex. <gasps> right. <laughs> well, and sexually strong women. Right. Not so horrifying anymore or even the idea of somebody invading you know a foreigner invading their social circles not so horrifying anymore (laughs) so that was and that was an interesting twist too is to make him be in you know pose as an american infiltrating england i thought that was kind of interesting and and i i do wonder why they did that i mean why not make him a romanian i mean why Mm -hmm. is why is him being a count from romania not as shocking as an American coming to London society. I mean, uh, if they're making the reference uh, with Edison and Nikola Tesla, well, Tesla was from Romania. Mm-hmm. So that would have actually been more apropos if Count Dracula had shown up from Romania and said, I did something that Tesla couldn't do. Here's all these really cool, uh, this technique for free wireless power. Okay. Right. Why do you have to be an American so we can hear Jonathan Reese Meyers' really bad American accent? Uh, that that pains me so much. <laughs> as soon as as soon as he does that whole schedule schedule you know bit, right? And I was like, oh, please tell me he's not doing that horrible American accent the whole entire time. Please and tell me he he's does. not doing it. And he does. Oh, it, it, so bad. It's obvious for effect. I'm sure he can do yeah. an excellent accent, but he's oh, got yeah. to play it up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just hoping that he can have moments where he can go back to. I'm sure the, the flashbacks and things he can do, his other accents. But I was just like, oh, that's part of why he's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he's got and an I, annoying nasal American accent, he's not so yeah. sexy. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're the you're the upstart. Right. <laughs> that's what he sounds like. Yeah. Oh, oh well, but yeah. Yeah, I, I found the whole, you know, the steampunk-esque, for those who don't know, is is the whole wireless power and Tesla and bringing Edison and Tesla into it. And uh, I found that very fascinating. I It was an interesting way to to steampunk. It's like steampunk light for, for the audience, which I thought was interesting. Sure. I was not expecting that. I don't know. Well, I don't know if I was expecting anything from this show except for... Dracula, you know, but had no idea what he was going to do. Um, so, yeah, that was that was neat. Um, the idea being that the Order of the Dragon, which was a real order, mm-hmm. the original Vlad Shepesh was a member of it, as was his father and so on through the lineage. Uh, that was a real order, and they're using that in this story to paint them as sort of the, 
evil uh, secret society type thing. That yeah, they, like they, an Illuminati or something like that. Exactly, that they're working mm-hmm. against. Uh, that in this case, Dracula in this story is working against them because they're responsible for killing his wife, which is a sad thing. But of mm-hmm. course, they're doing the same Francis Ford Coppola twist on this set. Mina looks like she's going to be the reincarnation of his former wife. Uh, I don't know. It's it's all of the vampire shows now on television have a doppelganger. It's very, very uh, done. So next vampire show, please don't do it anymore. <laughs> well, I, I've got to say that it is an interesting idea, and maybe it's been overplayed, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of tropes in vampire stories are overplayed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe they felt like they have a really good angle for bringing that back. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Vampire Diaries, Doppelgangers, okay, it's getting a little old on that show too. But right. um, the the idea that Mina is the reincarnation is not only done in Francis Ford Coppola's movie, but there's another movie out of Dracula the Dark Prince where it's not Mina, but it's another uh, Dracula meets a reincarnation and he's fascinated by that whole idea so um but reincarnation with vampirism is a really nice angle because when you live for so long if you believe in something like vampirism well reincarnation's not so crazy either and you might just stumble upon somebody you've known maybe even killed you know a few hundred years ago and hilarity ensues so and it and also to be fair to the writers it cuts down on the exposition well sure because you have an instant connection you're like oh this is why Dracula is attracted to Mina. Right. So, you know, we're not sitting here going, oh, she's pretty. Well, it's like, well, all these other girls here are pretty. Why is she cool? You know? Right. But see, the original Dracula, uh, Stoker didn't do that. He didn't need to do that. He was just there. They bump into each other and, oh, hi. But I want to get to you, so I'm going to seduce your best friend here first. Yeah. Right. Guy. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, and and the original Dracula wasn't in love with them. Right, no. Tasty. Mm -hmm. Delicious. (laughs) Mm, Victorian. Mm. (laughs) Oh, let's let's be as sexy as possible on all of your women, your English women, Mm -hmm. and then eat them. (laughs) Yes. So, yes, the the steampunk part was was great, and I just love that scene with the, the thing blowing up in the basement I thought was great. It's like... This is like a long con, basically, is what Dracula's working on. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, the Order of the Dragon is now, fast forward to their present time, 1896, and they've got their fingers in all the political and financial institutions, right? Mm-hmm. So, since Dracula wants to bring them down, and they've got all their interests in oil, and amongst other things, he wants to revolutionize electricity and bring that in and, and help destroy their interests. But I also yeah. wonder if there's something else going on uh, that he plans to do. Because, yeah, just just that, it's going to add some interesting politics. But that's either going to fly or it's not. And it's there's got to be something more going on. But, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure, and, and this goes to, um, what's his face right now? Uh, Daniel, Daniel Noff, the creator of Carnival. Okay. Um, he is one of, he's a showrunner for the show. And he loves this whole secret society craziness. If you've seen Carnival, it's mm-hmm. it's all that. So I'm sure there's something deeper going on, which will make this show rise from, you know, pretty guys on television and, and mm-hmm. Dracula vampires to something better, hopefully. And we set up so much in this pilot episode that I hope I hope it's more than just I destroyed oil. 
Right. No need for oil. Right. Well, uh, the other interesting thing is, okay, so the group, the Order of the Dragon, they obviously clearly have some experience with dealing with vampires, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Jane seems to be very, like, grown-up Buffy-type uh, slayer, and uh, they've dealt with these before. But if you follow that lineage back, if the Order of the Dragon are responsible for killing Dracula's wife and thus kind of tweaking him and turning him into a vampire, then they kind of start that. So that could be an interesting, I wonder how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but well, and it'd be, it'd be interesting if, if they created Drac, if, you know, if they created him to be a vampire or if he became a vampire to destroy them. Right. Mm-hmm. Or if he was already a vampire before they killed his wife. Don't know. That's a, it was it was very fascinating the the little bits that you did get um and it, yeah did they put him in the the coffin that he had to be released from did they exactly or well, what else happened I don't know if you saw it but there's also a companion animated web miniseries I haven't watched it I just saw it today that it was there so I have a I'll have a link in the show notes guys so you can watch it it's animated five far five part or yeah. six parts so it it looks like it's five parts right now. I'm hoping there's going to be a little bit more because I did watch the whole thing and it does give the backstory and it's beautifully animated, um, but cool. it stops right at the point of where they abduct both Dracula and his love. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming the next episode shows the actual transformation, him, how he becomes a vampire. But I, I'm also hoping that the show itself does a little bit of that too and not just that one quick little glimpse we had at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Because we like flashbacks. Flashbacks are good. <laughs> flashbacks are great, especially when you have a vampire. I always get frustrated when I when there's these vampires that have a long history and we don't see any of it. You're like, but you've lived for hundred years or whatever. Can't we get some period pieces here? Come on. Right. It doesn't have to be an every episode thing like Forever Night or no. Highlander, where every episode was somebody from your past shows up and messes with you. It doesn't have to be that. <laughs> But right. yeah, let us know what it was like 500 years ago. That would be really neat. Mm-hmm. What were you doing? And, you know, because life doesn't begin when you meet the, the blonde chick. Come right. On. <laughs> exactly. um, but yes, and I I really love seeing the actors. I love uh, Lucy. She was uh, Morgana on Merlin. Ah, okay. That's where I recognized her from. Yeah. I was, the whole time I was like, you look really familiar. You look really familiar because she is blonde now and she's dark haired in, mm-hmm. in Merlin. Um but I was like, Oh, it's Morgana, I got it. So it's nice. She's got that she's got that uh same kind of vibe. Hopefully she's not evil. Well, she probably won't be evil until she gets seduced by Dracula. Right. Um and then Oliver I had known from a couple um he's in like Lark Rise to Candleford and, you know, a couple of those period uh British shows. Sure. And he plays Harker. Right. But uh yeah. But I, I am very much in love with, um, is it Nonso? Yeah. Dracula's assistant. Renfield. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah he was like my favorite character, <laughs> the whole thing. Mm. Yes, it, it's going to be interesting to see if they show him going mad as Renfield in this series mm-hmm. or if they never touch that at all. And that's going to be one of the interesting things about this show. Since I do know all the different iterations, how are they going to... Will they sort of make them more like what we know? Like this is kind of a prequel-ish kind of thing? Or will they never let those characters become what we know uh, from other versions? So will, will Renfield go mad or mm-hmm. not? You know? and, that's, and that's a cool thing with, 
with the idea that they're doing something different. And it's the same, the same premise pretty much as, you know, will they go like once upon a time and it's like right. twists on your, you know, so you don't know the story enough, but you're familiar enough to enjoy it. Or will they go totally like these are just we stole the names from the book and they're totally not anything to <laughs> anything to do with anything. Right. But yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. I really like the the secret society pull and it feels like they're doing a lot of research and I hope they keep pulling in bits that make fans go, Oh yeah, that thing, that's awesome. Right. Well of course the big spoilerific uh bit here is at the end when Abraham Van Helsing shows up and he's working with Dracula. Yeah, dun, that dun, dun. <laughs> that threw me. I was like, wait a wait a minute. And then I had to go. Is that really him? <laughs> like I thought maybe I missed something, and he has like a twin or something. Oh no, more doppelgangers. No. <laughs> Everybody plays two characters. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and there's also a good not vampire Dracula going around. No. With his British accent. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was shocking to me. I was I was not prepared for that at all. Yeah, that was But pretty... it was great because I wasn't prepared for it and exactly. then it was shocking. <laughs> a twist. A twist. The the hunter is working with the vampire. Ooh. That an, the the ratings were really good for the episode, uh which is really surprising for NBC to come out on top. They like killed it. I think it was a smart choice to air it right before Halloween. Oh, absolutely. Even though I was cursing them for waiting until now. <laughs> well, yeah, but... Oh, I don't know if you saw this either. There's going to be a a, a primetime special on the 1st, November 1st. Uh, Why We Heart Vampires on NBC. Oh, that's cool. So that's going to... It's a shame that that's not going to be on Halloween, but it'll be right after Halloween. Yeah. So just before Grimm and Dracula next this Friday, this coming Friday, uh, they interviewed like Anne Rice and a bunch oh, of other people from Buffy, apparently. So she'd be really did cool. They, did they interview Anne Rice when she liked vampires or when she didn't like she vampires? She still likes vampires. <laughs> she just chooses to write about wolves now, that's all. Right. And, and you know, religious icons and things. Right. But, yeah. Yes, I my my and my ongoing joke is Anne Rice is about is about as uh, changeable as the weather well, and her her attitudes towards things. We'll have to have something. Yeah, true. I mean, how many she more books could she really write about Lestat? Really. <laughs> true, but then you know, there's a difference between I don't have anything more to write and I hate everything I've ever written. Well, and now I'm this. Yeah. I'm and sure. now I'm not. I can't wait till I get to that point in my literary career. Oh, I hate everything I've written. Right. I'm going to write I'm gonna something write... different. <laughs> That's my See, I don't, goal. I don't like it in Doyle either. So. Yeah, well. If I, if I don't take it from Doyle, I'm not taking it from anybody. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, the fun thing about Hel- Helsing, uh, the actor was in Dracula 3D. Yes, which I haven't Dracula. seen yet. Yeah. I'm actually, I've not heard very good things about that movie so i'm a little concerned. well i'm i'm gonna go with the if you have to put 3d in the title of your movie it's probably not a great movie <laughs> just saying <Touché. laughs> piranha 3d not a great movie yeah no but yeah so it's true so he played dracula in that movie which is really mm-hmm. kind of interesting but you know uh that's the other thing about dracula is it seems to be a little nepotistic you know people from other versions show up in newer versions to sort of you know like carry on the, the torch I guess mm-hmm. so. Well, maybe because there's a secret society of vampire actors. 
Well, you and they can only. <laughs> well, it's like the perfect cover. Oh, I'm in I'm in vampire things, so I'm obviously vampires aren't real. It's all ah, fantasy. Fantasy. Right. But I think that's that's all I had for this episode. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No. I'm just I'm very much looking forward to everything that happens in the series. Yes, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I came in very excited. I had been excited since I heard it was coming out like spring of this year. Right. Um and I was very disappointed that there wasn't a lot of build up at like Comic Con or things like that and we didn't see a ton. We saw like a trailer and that was about it. Um so I was but I am very happy that they waited and did not release a ton of things like the episode before it came out and things like that. I think it worked a lot for this. And I think having it back to back with Grimm is super smart. Um, and hopefully the Friday night TV death slot doesn't kill it. Right. That's tricky, but it is undead. So, you know, I don't think. Right. <laughs> so even if they do kill it, it'll come back. That's right. You can't kill it. You know, you can't keep a good vampire down. Uh, but that's it from us we'll talk to you guys next time with episode 2 and until then bye don't eat anybody Don't make comments on Facebook if you don't want to do podcasts with tabs. <laughs> <laughs>